What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th, shop at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, so today's episode, Wine About It, Thursday Therapy, we have Vanessa and Xander Marin. So Vanessa is a licensed uh, psychotherapist specializing in sex therapy. She has a bachelor's degree in human sexuality and sociology from Brown University. Um, She has written the New York Times Allure and Life Hacker and has been featured many times in major publications like Oprah. Um, And then her husband, Xander, he's a regular dude who just left a cushy career in tech once he realized it was more fun to talk about sex with his wife all day. So um, he's he's also going to be on the show. uh, but you know, you don't need a graduate degree or license to have an extraordinary communication skills. Um, you just need to be open and have an open mind. So they're going to talk about their book, Sex Talks, Five Conversations That Will Transform Your Love Life. Hi. Good How's your day going so far? Um, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been okay. I had, a, um, had to take my son in for a little surgery on his head. So I've just been up oh. kind of early. But Could you guys have kids? No, we don't. Okay, so you have a lot of sex, but you use protection, clearly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good old IUD. <laughs> okay. Wait, how long have you guys been married for? We've been married for 11 yeah. years together for 15. Okay. Do you guys want – is kids on the table, off the table? No, we don't want kids. No kids. Uh, is that hard for you when people ask you probably all the time? <laughs> it's not hard for us. I mean, we did a we did a whole podcast episode about like our journey with that. We both really thought that we were going to have them. And so it's it has been a hard process, like making the decision not to. But at this point, it's like I think we feel comfortable with it that it feels oh, yeah. okay. And like yeah. we know that it's just a natural question that everybody asks. Like, you know, who are you? What do you do? Do you have kids? So it never feels like it's coming from a bad place. Well, I always, like I, you know, I, I feel bad sometimes too because we had someone in our neighborhood, um, you know, because that is one of the first questions that you ask someone, right? It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. if you've been married for 11 years, then it's like, oh, well, do you have kids? Because you would think, yeah. right, kids. But what you don't also know too is, you know, when I had asked this question to one of my neighbors when they had moved in, she's like, no, we don't. I was like, oh, you don't like, 
I've so I I should have stopped and I usually stop saying like you don't want them, but it's more because you don't know if those people have struggled trying to have kids. So it's something they've wanted to do for so many years, you know, but they can't or they've tried IVF or done all those things. And and that was like, oh, so that's kind of where I, you know, reminded myself to be like, okay, don't say that because you don't know the journey that people have gone on to try to have kids. So did you guys have that journey or was it just like a no? No. Yeah. It wasn't an infertility journey for us, but yeah, I like phrasing it, the phrasing it that way. Like, do you want them? Because Mm -hmm. it makes it clear, like, yeah, we get to talk about like our own desire and it makes it clear, like it's a choice. It's not a, an expectation or an obligation, which I think a lot of people do feel like it is. So yeah, it's nice. What was the thing like for you guys where that you're just like, no, we're like, when you got to the final, like we're good. So for us, like I said, we both thought that we were going to, like we had conversations before we got married, making sure we were on the same page. Mm-hmm, right. And we got married younger than either one of us thought that we would get married. Oh, yeah. So it was it was sort of this question of like, yeah, like when we feel ready, get a couple years in, then yeah. we'll have kids at that point. It was like, it'll at least be a couple years. Like, let's get married. Yeah. Wait a couple years, advance in our careers, see what happens, and then we'll check in. So we were kind of waiting for that period of like feeling ready mm-hmm. and that just wasn't really coming. So then that started to to turn into the question of like, well, is this something that we actively want? Do we want to have children? Mm-hmm. And when we started asking ourselves in that way, that started to open up this whole world of possibilities of like, yeah, I mean, this is something we both always just assumed that we would have and did want to have at other points, but it's feeling like, for some reason, and magically for both of us, because we could have been in real big trouble if one of us decided right. not to and one of us did. But yeah, we just kept coming back to that question of do we actually want kids? And the answer just kept being either murky or no. And we both really struggled with it because it was just having to reframe our entire idea of what our lives and our relationship and our family w- was going to look like. And I think that that question kept feeling very central for us. Like we kept thinking like bringing a child into the world is such a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's such an honor and a privilege and a huge responsibility. And we would want to be able to look at our child and say like, we wanted you. Mm -hmm. We wanted you so badly. Mm -hmm. And to be neutral or to be feeling like, yeah, I don't think that's actually what I want. Like it just didn't feel right to any potential child that we could have either. Mm -hmm. So that question, I think that was really the main question for us is like, yeah, yeah, could we, could we tell a child, like we wanted to bring you into the world. And I think there's other ways to like, if that ever comes, you know, yeah. Like when you might get older, it's like, all right, you might not be able to have kids, but you could do other things too. If that kind of itch happens or you could fall, you know, there's so many things if that ever like was to come up, you know? So I think oh, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very much looking forward to being uh, aunts and uncles. We're both we of us. We love kids, which is the, like the funny irony. Like we love being around kids and we're, we're, so, we're like, let's have it, some little nieces and nephews. <laughs> like we want to have kids in our lives, but yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're both the oldest siblings in our family. So we're, uh, we're patiently waiting now. <laughs> right. I love, wait, where do you guys live? We're in Santa Barbara. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, you're in LA, right? Well, I used to be in LA. Oh gosh, I was there for like 15 years, but now I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. cool. We were just there with our whole team at the end of the year last year. Did you like it? 
Loved it. Yeah. It was it's, super fun. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but it's it's <laughs> good for it's good for families and it's good for like just the different um, pace of life and you know the upbringing. Like I'm from Michigan originally, so just you know being able to have like my kids ride their bikes across the street in a neighborhood as opposed to you know in Los Angeles, I was like, there's a homeless person, watch out, or you know. So it's like I just this isn't really where I'd envisioned like the childhood for for my kids because I always. I loved my childhood. How old are you guys? I'm 39. Had to think about okay. that for a second. So, <laughs> 37. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm 39. So it was one of those things where I'm like, our like growing up in our generation was awesome. You know, like we're outside all the time and we don't have the iPads or the phones and all that crap. So I'm I'm trying so hard to mimic the best that I can for my kids. And it's like, it is hard because I'll be like, you know, it's a nice day. When we get the nice days before summer, I'm like, go outside. And like, what are we going to do? I'm like, go outside. I don't care what you do. You can jump on the trampoline. You can go in the pool. You can go in like the little playground area. Like I just go outside. Like go. figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, grab a piece of chalk and write a real long line. I don't know. Like just go outside. Like, and it's, you know, I used to just beg to like not come back in, you know, as a kid. So it's just, uh-huh. it's interesting, but let's talk about sex. Um, so I, okay. The, the, my last experience with sex therapy was when I was married. Um, and it was probably like the middle of our marriage when we were trying to work on like intimacy issues. God, what is that? So what's that called? It wasn't, it wasn't, it was a different name for the sex therapy. It was called like, what is that? The, uh, Tantra. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the kind of stuff you do or no? Like it's, no, it's okay. really different. Okay. So mm-hmm. what is the difference between Tantra and sex therapy? So the interesting thing about sex therapy is that it's not a regulated term like the way psychotherapy is. So there are a lot of different forms of sex therapy. It's still a relatively young field and there are people doing it in really different and unique ways. So Tantra kind of like fits in the general umbrella of like just working with people to have healthier relationships with sex. The route that I decided to go is that I wanted to have like a therapy background. So I got a master's degree. I got licensed as a psychotherapist, a marriage and family therapist. And so that's like the foundation. So when I was seeing people one-on-one, it was like the traditional psychotherapy model. Like you come in once a week, we talk about stuff. But I realized early in my career that I was explaining the same sorts of things over and over again. And I started thinking like there has to be a more effective way to share all this information. Because a lot of what I do is education and also really getting into the nitty gritty with people of like, try this out, do these things in this order, report back. So I started building out online courses almost 10 years ago and realized that that was a really great fit. People could access the information from the comfort and the privacy of their own home. Sure. They could talk it over with their partners. So we've built up this business together over the last 10 years of selling courses and guides and even challenges for couples. So what we do is it's very action oriented of like, like we have our foreplay guides. Those are one of our biggest sellers. It's like, here's exactly what to do when there's a penis in front of you, step by step, try these things out. Um, and then stuff like challenges where we send couples, like it's a new idea every single day. 
of something to try together to bring the spark back or to feel more connected with each other. So what we do is like really practical and very, very fun. Yeah, I think a lot of people can kind of get in their heads when they hear sex therapy, because yeah, you you immediately jump to those like more extreme ends of like, oh, well, like if we need to go to sex therapy, then it's like we have to learn Tantra or BDSM or, you know, something that feels a little further out of your comfort zone. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, the, the reality is, is that like, there's actually a huge opportunity to just talk about like, what is the day to day kind of sex that we're actually having? And what are you know, how can we kind of unwind some of the maybe unhealthy dynamics that that we've fallen into? or whatever it is, it's yeah, it's not like, oh, well, the sex we're having is boring and we have to do like, we have to 10X it. It's like, no, let's just talk about the regular everyday stuff and and how to make that feel more fun and more connecting. Yeah, I know that I'm makes sense. I'm curious about what your experience was like though. Well, well so with the tantra thing, you know, I, my ex has, and he was vocal about this when he was on the podcast, but you know, he had like an intimacy, right? Kind of disorder along with some other stuff. And so, you know, our th couples therapist had recommended it. And for me, like I'm a very sexual person. I like sex. It's fun for me. But the idea of Tantra, I was like, why do I need someone else to like try to help my husband like touch me or be intimate with like, and so I walked in, like he was way more willing than I was. And I was just, I kind of walked in and I was so uncomfortable for some reason. Like it was just another person, like, cause I think I always equated like love and sex and so I think what they were teaching is like touch can still be intimacy without sex. And I like mm -hmm. always, um, I had a tough time kind of like understanding that. I get that now um, that intimacy is is more than just sex. But mm -hmm. so I, it was, we had one session we were supposed to do like four, but we had just did the one and we were done. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it, I didn't, I didn't love it. And I have no problem talking about sex, which is weird. But I think, mm -hmm. you know, she was like, <laughs> like hump and I'm like, eh, this is so fucking awkward. Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want him to like dry hump me like in an office with like a lady. Like, this is so weird. <laughs> like, get me yeah, out of I, here. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have respect for like people working in whatever way they want to work right. for and different things work for different people. There are oh, yeah. a lot of people who would like love that for me personally. Yeah. The idea of like, having people do things in front of me, I knew people were going to be so uncomfortable and it didn't mm -hmm. feel like the authentic way that I wanted to work. So I love being able to create like guides and courses that are so practical and give people so many fun things to try out, but on their own. <laughs> it doesn't need to be in front of me. <laughs>
Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. How did you pick like sex as the category? Was it like when you were working with people like that was the main issue that kept coming up or like what was that kind of discovery for you? Oh, it goes way back. It goes back. Oh. I knew I wanted to be a sex therapist basically my entire life. It really traces back to my parents' very awkward attempt at giving me the talk. So be aware if you're, you know, getting close to needing to give the talk to your kids. Not you at all. Turn them into a seven, and, seven and four. Lots of time. <laughs> so my my parents were really awkward about it. It wasn't really a talk. Um, and it just left me feeling embarrassed and ashamed and very confused. So I didn't have have any idea that sex therapy existed as a career back then, but that moment stuck with me. And I kept coming back to this idea of like, why can't we talk about sex? I am curious. I have a lot of questions. I'm hearing things on the playground that I want to check out with my parents. So once I got a little bit older, you know, that question had just lingered with me for so long. I thought, you know what? I think I want to do this like for my life. <laughs> I think this is my life purpose to help people get more comfortable talking about this very normal, very human subject. And on the flip side, I had no idea I ever wanted to or was going to do anything <laughs> like this. I got tricked into it. I, yeah, I, I got hoodwinked. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, like when Vanessa and I met, she was in training um, to become a sex therapist. And you must and have been I, like, hell yeah, sex therapist. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I was in, like, baby. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is going to be great to tell my friends about. Like, they're yeah. going to think really highly of me, right? But the the funny thing is, uh, you know, kind of underlying all that was like, I was also a little intimidated and scared because mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to talk about our own sex life. That feels really awkward and potentially embarrassing. So, sure. you know, we kind of skirted around the edges for a while, you know, talking about like, oh, the types of issues that she's working with, with other people and all that stuff. And kind of like, you know, bur burying my head in the sand about, you know, what was going on with us. And, you know, eventually we ended up, you know, starting to have our own issues when it came to intimacy. 
um, and sex drive and all that stuff. And uh, eventually I came to realize like, oh, like actually we can talk about this. Like we, we are allowed to talk about this. We're allowed to get help. We're allowed to improve and work on it. And so I got a lot more comfortable with things. And I started running the back end of Vanessa's business as it started to grow. You know, I left a career in tech and uh, eventually she convinced me to get in front of the camera. Cause she's like, Oh, people want to hear, you know, from you, like as, you know, a husband, as there's a partner. something great about the guy's perspective always, which is what I always loved, you know, in, in with, you know, with my ex is like to have two different perspectives, like yeah. they can, it's helping two different people at the same time, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that, so yeah, now we both are kind of in front of the camera. We wrote our book Sex Talks together and we get so much positive feedback about that. People say like, it's so great to hear you guys talking about it as a real couple and acknowledging like, yeah, even though I'm a sex therapist and I think a lot of people would assume we just have the perfect sex life. It's like, we don't, we, you know, we get vulnerable. Okay. So what is then what's the issue? Like in the, in the ups and downs of like in the downs of y'all sex, like what, what are some of the issues that come up and not only yours, but others that you see too? So what happened to us is I think what happens to 98% of couples, once you kind of hit that long-term aspect of the relationship, like we started off so hot and heavy. The chemistry was just unbelievable. We were so excited about each other. We felt like we were this incredible fit. And then we get a couple of years into the relationship. You're, you know, we're more comfortable with each other. We live with each other. And we just notice things start to slow down. Life just, catches up with yeah, you. Yeah. You know, we weren't having as much sex. The sex that we were having wasn't feeling very exciting. It was really predictable. And it brought up fears for both of us of like, what happened to us? We had this unreal connection at the beginning. Like, where did those people go? Where did right. that chemistry go? And so I think most people have experienced that and experienced the fear that comes along with it. And a lot of people even break up at that stage, just feeling like maybe this means we're not a good fit. But that was when we started navigating like, hey, maybe instead of just freaking out or burying our heads in the sand, like maybe let's try to talk about it. <laughs> and so like, what are those conversations like? Like, what do you like? How how would you help a couple like, what do you write about in your book to have those kind of conversations? Like, where do you even start? Because yeah. I feel like the other person might become defensive if they're not thinking the same thing too, right? Like, if my boyfriend was to be like, hey, our sex is getting boring, I'd be like, wait, what? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. what are you talking about? <gasps> yeah, I mean, and, and, that's, and that is the mistake that most people make is they get to that point where it feels like something is wrong. And then one or both partners comes in hot, like, hey, why aren't you doing this? Why isn't, why isn't this happening? And yeah, exactly like you said, that immediately brings up defensiveness mm -hmm. rather than like any kind of curiosity curiosity, right? So yeah. <laughs> so we wrote sex talks because the idea of talking about sex is nothing new. Like when you're up late at night, Googling all your secret sex questions mm. in the dark and incognito mode. <laughs> yeah, like, why, why doesn't he initiate sex with me anymore? <laughs> it's like, that's at the end of every article, right? Like, just talk about it with your partner. And then your course is linked. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I wish. Yeah, but. we're still working on that part. So, you know, we know that we should be talking about sex, but the articles always end there and we're left with this feeling of like, but how, what do I say? When do I say it? How do I not hurt my partner's feelings or, you know, bruise their ego, make them upset? So like I was saying earlier, like we love being super practical and very nitty gritty. So we're like, we want to write a book that teaches you exactly how to have 
these kinds of conversations. So we boiled this enormous topic down into the five conversations that we think every couple should have and that would be really beneficial. And then we walk you through exactly like talk about this and then say this and then take this little quiz and talk about your answers with each other. So it's it's a really interactive book. But I'll, I'll say like the first conversation that we start with is acknowledgement. So Xander was just talking about the mistake most of us make is waiting until things are bad. And then that just makes yeah. it feel scarier. And and uh, spoiler alert, it is not acknowledgement of the problem. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> right. instead, like we have couples take a very different approach and we want you to get comfortable talking about sex just in a general sense, just getting comfortable with the topic of it. So we're not getting into the problems. We're not making requests. It's just like, hey, we're both humans who have been raised with all sorts of sexual baggage and crap. We're both embarrassed and and you know nervous to talk about this. So let's just get comfortable with the topic. Yeah, like sex, sex is a thing. The two of us have it. <laughs> it's okay. <Right. laughs> so one of the very practical exercises from that conversation that anybody could do, like after they listen to this podcast, is take a moment to think about one of your favorite sexual memories with your partner mm. and then share it with them. Like, remember that time when we exactly. first met, like we blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good because it gets them excited too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can say like, oh, I was listening to a podcast and this like crazy sex therapist said to tell you this. <laughs> or you can just say like, it popped into my mind randomly. Uh -huh. Like, you know, it just popped into my mind. Or even you had a dream about it. You know uh -huh. what I had a dream about last night? But you're just sharing the memory. No requests, no complaints tied to it. It's just like, yeah, remember that time? That yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, what that starts to do is that starts to lay the foundation of, oh, sex is a safe topic. It's a topic that we can come back to. We can talk about. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel connected. And it's not a topic where once it gets brought up, it immediately goes to a fight because that's the experience that so many people have is like you do it, but you don't talk about it. You don't talk. You don't talk. You don't talk. Things start to get weird. And then all of a sudden you talk and it's a defensive argument and whatnot. Mm. And even if that hasn't happened in your current relationship, it's likely that it's happened in one or both of your prior relationships. Maybe mm -hmm. it's even ended a relationship. So that's why so many people are just so hesitant and scared to talk about it because mm -hmm. it's like we've had that experience of it being awkward. Even if that hasn't happened, you probably had the experience of it being awkward when your parents brought it up with you <laughs> for the first time. So we're just sure. like primed to be like, this is awkward. I want to do it, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> sure. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. 
What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. I'm curious where your, where your eyes' stance is on bringing outside things in like porn. Yeah, porn is such a tricky topic. So the basic reality of like watching other people have sex, that is sexy. That is stimulating. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It makes sense to be turned on by yeah, it. We, we see that in movies and TV shows all the time. Yeah. But yeah, for a lot me, of times when I, like- <laughs> yeah, but when I think about it though, I'm like, like I never really had an issue with porn, but now, you know, things that happened in my past marriage and then so there's relationship now, I'm kind of like, I, it's to me, I'm like, I just want sex to be more intimate, like us and like not bring, cause I feel like when you allow, whether it's another person or porn or things, like it starts to like, maybe it numbs what y'all have as opposed to, cause then it's, I feel like once someone has something, they're like, all right, well, that was nice. Let's, let's try this. And then it's like, you're never going to be satisfied then if, if it's just, yeah, if I it's mean, more than your partner. Yeah, it, for some couples, it can feel like a very exciting thing to like watch together and you get turned on. For other couples, it can definitely feel like it gets in the way of your human to human intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we need to be cautious about when it comes to porn is recognizing that porn sex is not real sex. Right. It's not what sex actually looks like. It should not be set as like the gold standard. So you or definitely how it looks don't want to 10 years married in and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, porn is meant to be entertainment. Mm. So I, I heard somebody ages ago say like looking at porn and trying to figure out how to have sex based on porn is like watching the Fast and Furious and thinking that's how you learn to drive. It's like it's just it's totally different thing. So right. we don't want people feeling like they need to live up to that. So, yeah, it just gets very complicated and it's really dependent on the couple. For the couples that have kind of lost hope in their sex life, like is there something in your book, too, that gives them um, – well, A, I mean, a lot of people struggle with sex in their marriage and relationships. But mm -hmm. is there something, too, that they can, like, like okay, you know, I'm not alone in this and this is this is going to help, like, tangi tangibility with it in a way? 
Absolutely. I mean, so one important piece is that we lead with a lot of vulnerability. You know, we do share stories of our ups and downs to really try to help normalize this and help people realize like pretty much every couple is going to struggle with their sex life in one way or another at one time or another. Like it's normal and it's okay. And then more practically, the second conversation in sex talks is called connection. Like, what do we need to feel close to each other? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are surprised to see that chapter because they're like, I thought this was a book about sex. <laughs> but really, like sex and emotional intimacy, like they're so deeply entwined in a long-term relationship. And for a lot of people, if your sex life is suffering, there are probably also issues with your emotional intimacy as well, sure. the connection that the two of you feel. So there are a lot of amazing exercises and conversations within that chapter about figuring out like, what do we need to feel close to each other again, to feel like important to each other again? So to make that even more practical and give like a, another specific thing that somebody could do, one of the exercises in that chapter is to practice sharing gratitude mm. for each other. Um, I know a lot of people kind of like, yeah, yeah, like, I know, gratitude journal, whatever. <laughs> but gratitude was actually found, like there was one study that found gratitude was the number one predictor of marital satisfaction. Wow. Number one, mm. gratitude. So the interesting thing about gratitude is it's really easy to do too. Like if you and take free. three seconds, it's free, it's easy, it doesn't take very much time. And you'll be shocked to see what a huge different it difference it makes if you try to take some time throughout your day to just call out the things that you, you see your partner doing. Like, hey, I saw that you unloaded the dishwasher. I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. I saw that you took the dogs out. That was really nice of you. I saw that you, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's so easy, but it has a really big impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we fall into this trap, I think, especially in the long term of looking at those things as like, oh, well, that's their job. And this is, you know, these things are my job and those things are their job. So like, mm -hmm. why, why would I be thanking them for that? And it turns it into this sort of transactional thing. Like you do your stuff, I do my stuff. Mm -hmm. That's how we make everything work. But, it, you know, the, a relationship, a marriage, like a, your sex life, it's not a transactional thing. And so I think if you start, if it starts feeling like everything in your relationship is purely transactional, that it's a job, like that we start to lose touch with like, you know, what, what is the relationship all about? Like, why did we get into this relationship in the first place, like there's, there's more to it than the transactional. There's so much connection and fun and playfulness. Yeah. I think that's great. And honestly, I mean, you know, I've, my sex is great. Like I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not in a, like a very, it's, it's very, I'm in the very fun stage, right. With the new boyfriend. So, but I feel like this book is for people that, you know, at all stages, cause it just opens communication. So whether you're, it's great or struggling, like you're, it, there are ups and downs no matter what. So just to have this book as just like an open communication, I think is, is great for what, wherever you are at in your sex journey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We really want, like Sandra was saying earlier, like a lot of people have the idea we only go to sex therapy or we only work on our sex life if it's bad, but we really want to spread this message that every couple, no matter how great your sex life is or how you know tough it is right now, like every couple can benefit from having these conversations. And the really cool thing about sex is there's always something new to learn. There's always something new to explore. And it doesn't mean that what you're doing now isn't good enough. It's just like 
there's a whole world of possibilities. Why wouldn't we try exploring it with each other? And right. the reality is that, you know, over the course of a relationship, like things change, like mm-hmm. each of our, you know, it might feel like, okay, right now our sex drives are super in sync or it's, it's super easy and effortless, but you know, everything, everything goes up and down their cycles to everything. And, you know, like it started, felt like totally effortless for us at the beginning. And then, you know, things started changing and, you know, you know, there we've been through periods of mismatch periods of being in more sync. And so, yeah, to the extent that you can start getting comfortable with all this stuff when it's good, it's going to make it so much easier as soon as, you know, not, I'm not trying to say that when things get bad, like just as soon as things just start to shift, it's so much easier to just acknowledge it and to be aware of it and sure. to talk about it openly. Like, oh, okay, huh, this is going on. Like, huh, what can we do as a team mm-hmm. to address this or yeah. to, you know, try to make this a little easier rather than the kind of like, oh, hmm, it's seeming like this isn't working <laughs> as well. And, you know, oh, let's, let's just see what happens. Right. And hope it gets better and, you know, without acknowledging it. Sure. Well, I love that you guys are doing this, especially as a you know, husband and wife team. I think that's great. Again, like it's it's helping both sides and understanding the husband's point of view from the wife's view and, and vice versa. So I think that's great. Uh, so everyone get their book, Sex Talks, the five conversations that will transform your love life and listen to their podcast, Pillow Talks Ooh, with Xander and Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on Wind Down. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you guys. chatting with you. Yeah, you too. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because... It's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, 
and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.